This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Butumelo Nsoko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Butumelo Nsoko. In the previous episode of the podcast, we looked at succession planning from a family business perspective. But how does the picture change when, let's say, you started a business with a friend? Have you considered how the death or disability of a co-owner will impact the business's ongoing operational ability? Devin Card, who is a certified financial planner at Creinvest, joins us on this episode to explain why buy and sell agreements should form part of a business's succession plan and how these policies work. Welcome, Devin. Thanks, Timmy. Always good to be on the show. Now, before we dive deeper into the conversation, please begin by explaining what buy and sell insurance is. Certainly. So basically, a buy and sell insurance policy is a policy taken out between the owners of a business, essentially to ensure that in the event of a death or disability, um, there are funds available for the other shareholders to buy out those shares for the deceased estate or the disabled uh, co-owner. And what risks do shareholders face if the business doesn't have this cover? So interesting question. So I would say the biggest risk to the remaining shareholders is that if there isn't this cover in place, one of two things are going to happen. Either the shares will be passed on to the deceased's um, beneficiaries and the other Uh, business partners are going to have potentially other people coming into the business who obviously have never been involved in the business before, or the business is going to be forced to buy out those shares through, you know, funds that are sitting within the business, potentially affecting, you know, how, how the business could operate moving forward. And how does buy and sell insurance work? So as I said earlier, it's, it's, it's basically an agreement that is set up, between the, the the shareholders. So this agreement can be a verbal one, but we do encourage an official document being put in place. And w- what this document does is just creates an obligation between the shareholders that force them to buy out the other shares of the deceased uh, shareholder or in the event of a disability. Um, but then importantly, it talks to how this is funded and as we're talking about it here on the show, obviously we're talking about buy and sell insurance. So this is where the insurance policy becomes the piece that essentially funds this uh, this buyout. And how is it different from key person insurance or is it the same thing? No, so, so there is a difference. So key person insurance is where you have an individual in a business that if something had to happen to them, you know, you lose their operational ability, you know, in the business and the business could be affected from a cash flow point of view or the business needs to replace that person quite urgently, obviously, you know, in terms of what they did within the business. So there what the business would do is ensure that key individual in the business for a lump sum. So in the event of them passing away or becoming disabled, the business would receive a cash injection, so to speak, to obviously then either you know help with cash flow while they replace that person, or use that you know potentially as a you know sign-on bonus for for someone else that they needed to bring into the business. Whereas, as we've said, the the buy and sell policy is specifically for the shareholders, so that there are funds available for these shareholders to buy out. Um, one of their their co-owners in the event of a death or disability. Would you recommend that businesses have both kinds of cover? 
short answer, yes, but it, but it is dependent to the business. You know, we we don't like over-insuring individuals or businesses where there isn't a need because obviously their premiums attached to these policies. So each business is going to be very different, and and that just you know it involves a, a a hard look at the operational risks of losing a key member in the business to decide whether key man insurance is necessary. And then obviously from a buy and sell point of view, it obviously creates um, certainty and peace of mind for the shareholders and obviously the beneficiaries. But again, if there is sufficient cash reserves in the business to afford buyouts, then potentially something like this wouldn't be necessary. But of course, if there isn't, then it's, it's highly advisable to, to look at implementing uh, a buy and sell policy. How does having buy and sell cover impact one's estate planning? So in terms of the Estate Duty Act, the normally proceeds of you know domestic policies paid to a deceased estate will be considered deemed property. And, and what that means is it's essentially subject to estate duty. However, for um, buy and sell policies, um, the legislation does provide uh, exceptions to the rule um, where if it meets certain criteria, it's actually exempt from estate duty. So very simply, the, the, the buy and sell policy um, needs to be taken out by a, uh, a co-owner, so the other shareholder in the business, um, for the exact purpose of funding the, the purchasing of those shares in the event of a death or disability. And then one of the other um, stipulations that the premiums need to be paid by someone who isn't the deceased. So if it meets that criteria, then actually the, the proceeds of those of, of that policy is, is exempt from a state duty. Earlier on, you touched on the benefits for the deceased co-owner's dependents. Could you maybe just give us a list of those? Sure. So obviously, when it comes to business owners, normally, you know, your, your ownership in in the business forms a large part of your your estate and essentially the legacy that you would look to to leave to your family and and your your beneficiaries. So having this policy in place obviously gives the beneficiaries peace of mind that in the event of something happening to to the shareholder, they, they're going to receive the fair value of those shares into the estate and obviously then you know give that peace of mind. Um, it also prevents, you know, any any uncertainty around, you know, if they had to inherit the shares and essentially step into the business, if this is something that they're not, you know, accustomed to, not their their, their field of work, it, it could create anxiety. So it's, it's essentially giving that peace of mind that, you know, they're not going to be asked to step into the business and they're going to receive the fair value um, for, for the deceased's uh, shares. When drafting a buy and sell agreement, what should go into that paperwork? So there, there are a couple of things that it's, it's advisable to have included in that agreement. So basically, it needs to just obviously talk about the, the obligation to, to to buy and then obviously to sell. So it's it's that obligation created between the, the, the shareholders that in the event of a death or disability, um, the the deceased or the disabled is going to sell the shares and then obviously the the rest of the shareholders are going to buy the shares then importantly it's recommended that the the valuation method is included in that 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 agreement so there's no dispute in terms of the value of those shares at the point of of something like that happen and then importantly the the, the funding mechanism so if if the buy and sell policy is the funding mechanism, it needs to obviously talk to to that policy, and and that's what's going to be in place. 
and then sometimes it, it's it's can be important to just include, uh, especially around uh, a disability, you know, where where the the shareholder is still going to be alive. That obviously how the resignation would then take place as well as those shares pass ownership. Are there other additional benefits that should be included in the policy? So typically, we would say obviously life, you know, ensuring one's life is is the most important, um, but. But it is often sometimes included that disability is covered as well. And we, we're starting to see uh, trade disease being covered in, in, in this as well, purely because, you know, you're not sure, you know, how that's going to affect one, one's life and how they want to move forward. Um, so, so those would be the, the, the three main benefits included in the, in the policy. And lastly, could you just maybe touch on the tax implications of having this kind of cover in place? Sure. So it's obviously important, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that you know you'd want to avoid any um, unnecessary taxes. So ideally, obviously, a state duty needs to be avoided where possible. So need to obviously make sure that the the premiums aren't being paid by, you know, the 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 shareholder himself, but rather his co-share shareholders. Um, that way, it's obviously paid out tax-free to to the policyholder, who would then obviously use the the proceeds to purchase the the deceased shares in the business. Um, it's just important to remember, though, that the 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 purchasing of the shares would trigger a potential capital gains tax implication. So, if that needs to be taken into consideration um, when entering into the agreement, that needs to be stipulated in the contract and the valuations as well. Devin, I just thought of another question. If this is the first time that a listener is hearing about buy and sell insurance, where do they go to get this cover? And is there perhaps maybe a rough estimate of how much the premium might work out to? Yeah, great question. So because the the, the, the policy is linked to a individual person's life, um, it essentially is a individual life policy. So it would be costed um, just as though you were doing a, an individual policy. Um, and most of your major service providers um, would would allow for what they call business assurance. That, and the premiums would be expected to be the same. Um, the only difference is that you know, it's a nominated business assurance policy and then obviously there would be the, the contract behind it as well. So it's, it, it's no different to looking for individual cover. All right. Thank you so much, Devin. That was Devin Card, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy Podcast, hosted by Buitamelo and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Money